Welcome to the Green Divas Radio Show. Host Green Diva Meg, co-host Green Diva Lisa, and sidekick Green Dude Scott share resources and ideas as they explore fun and low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green. And now, your host, Green Diva Meg. Welcome to the Green Divas Radio Hour. We have a full studio today. Oh, boy. I'll be exploring low-stress ways. Yeah, great. Green Dude Scott, you're like a big Valium today. You're all pieced out. You had oh, vacation I... last week. Yes, that's what it was. I was away. You were away. And we also have in the studio with us a guest Green Diva co-host, Nancy Dreyfus. Hi. Nancy is the woman responsible for that article on GMOs on our site that really caused a wonderful amount of discussion and interaction. And we're still referring to it, and we're going to talk about it today a bit. Nancy is a journalist and freelance writer, one of the best writers I've ever worked with when I used to publish the magazine. (laughs) I loved that she would write for me for literally pennies. She was a trooper. (laughs) And uh, so it's really – it's great to have her in here with us today. And we have Silent Jessie. Yay, she's waving. Everybody wave back. And we've got Ro in the corner. We're going to give Ro. She's also helping. Ro has been gathering some content for us. So I think we have to give her an associate producer title. She's on the edge. Start giving her, you know, Ro Lel. Am I pronouncing your name right? Lel. So pretty. Ro Lel. Robina. Okay. I want to mention our online partners and and other media partners that that help us get the Green Divas out there. Uh, Care2.com. EatDrinkBetter.com, Ecoseed.org, and Green Revolution Radio down in Tucson, Arizona. And I got to send an apology to uh, John McLean of Green Revolution Radio because he sent me a wonderful vignette. He plays our vignettes on his show, and he sent me a wonderful vignette that I keep forgetting to get loaded <laughs> into our system before the show. I remember it Saturday morning. Well, things after, are moving so fast for after, us. That yeah, it, you know, yeah. We're, we're trying to keep up. So I apologize, John. We'll get we'll get your fun vignettes on the air. They're very informative and uh, entertaining. We also have feelgoodstyle.com and Grateful Dread Public Radio. I know Nancy <laughs> I love would. love that name. Isn't that funny? gdreadradio.net, and they rebroadcast the show Sundays at 7 and Tuesdays at 9. So our Green Diva correspondent today is Sandy Holtzman from New York. In and the studio. No, she's not in the studio. She's calling in. Right. How many Sandys do we have? Well, no, this is Nancy. Nancy Sandy. I, you really are. Like, I know. Like all <laughs> – give that man coffee. Somebody. Get Go caffeine. Ahead. Organic. Tra- fair trade. Shade-grown coffee. Anyway, um – Green Diva correspondent Sandy from New York is calling in. You see, the whole point of the Green Diva correspondent thing is that they're calling in from all over the country and and the world because we have our Canadian uh, Nomi Lines that calls in. And we get reports from what's going on elsewhere. You're You're looking at me like... She's in the studio, too. I know. You're you're hallucinating. Anyway, (laughs) I'm just kind of clarifying for our audience because, you know, I'm thinking I'm crazy. Um, Our interview guest today is David Anderson, who is the founder and publisher of Important Media Blogs. And there are, I think he's up to 15 blogs, probably more. He has some wonderful uh, sites he's done. I've checked them out, and they're just ingenious. They really are. And I've been um, really fortunate to be writing and working on and off with David since he started Green Options. Um, I was back in 2007, I guess. 
So I've been working with him for a while, and he's I'm, I'm really thrilled he's going to be on board. And I found out something about David that I didn't know all these years, that he plays Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah. Well, because I asked about the interview this week, and he said, I don't know, I have a tournament. I'm like, I, I figure it was golf, you know. I mean, because in my mind now, everybody just plays golf. You know, nobody's... I like Frisbee. That's cool. Well, I used to play Ultimate Frisbee. Did he know that? We Did talked he hear about that? This, yeah, yeah. We had this really funny, like, email exchange. Like, What's no, the difference really? between Frisbee and Ultimate Frisbee? Ultimate Frisbee is actually a game. I mean, it's a it bona fide okay. game you where you Frisbee. have two teams on, on a field, and you have a goal, and you pass the Frisbee, and the rules are similar, you know, somewhere between soccer and hockey. That's great. Although you're not supposed to be checking people. You know, it's not like not physical. physical. Yeah. But it's physical in the sense when I used to play. I mean, it's running. It's a really? huge field. Like football, you know, oh, yeah. Contacts. Huge. And I mean, and I, yeah, that was, I was, it was a long time ago and I was very young. <laughs> so anyway, I just, David thought I would tell everybody about that. Um, and we're also going to talk more uh, later on in it's a couple of segments. We're going to talk more about GMOs and genetically engineered foods with Nancy, who really is becoming an expert on what is going on with all of that. Um, it's a little bit terrifying, but at the same time, there are things we can do. So we're going to. Yeah, you know. I, I think it's important because it affects our health, our children's health, and our grandchildren's health. So mm-hmm. if if you care about everybody's health, including your own, you're, you're going to want to know about it. Yeah, and Nancy has done a. She's a wonderful researcher. So, um, and she has such a nice way of collecting the information and giving it to us in a way we understand. <laughs> That's the journalist in her and a writer. Uh, and then we have an eco geek tech. <laughs> I can't even say it right with Green Dude Scotty. The segment. A segment. Well, it's it's in hand in hand with. Uh... Well, all right. So that's a segue. Industry. That's a segue into we'll what I'm going to talk about because um, I've I've only got a few minutes till Sandy calls. I had a really fun week. And by the way, if anybody wants to call us and heckle, join in the fun, <laughs> correct us, because that's you know happens from time to time. Ask questions. Call us at nine seven three two six seven nine six eight seven, and our and our wonderful engineer Mike will patch you in. And, and and you can call anytime. So anyway, I just want to say that I finally got to drive the Volt. <sighs> oh, nice. And I'm jealous. I've never even been near one. What are they like? Really space age. They really are kind of sleek design. It's a it's a very very cool looking car, which of course they were smart to do. But I I, I wandered over to my our local um, Chevy dealership, Gearhart. And I thought, well, I, I'm going to go play with the vault and, and just see what's going on. And I, I went over with our friend Regan, Green Diva Regan Caton, who's going to be co-host next week or in the next couple of weeks. Anyway, we wandered over there, and we thought we were going to go talk to the sales guy. And we bumped into this woman, and she's can I help you? And we're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, how cool, a woman in a dealership, you know. She says, well, I own this place. <laughs> Oh, I didn't and, realize a woman owned Gerhard. My yeah, husband takes I his car in there. His car is there right now, actually. <laughs> See, well, let's give a little shout out to Judy. Take care of the car. But Judy Schumacher Tilton um, owns a, a couple of dealerships, uh, maybe several, but I know at least a couple of Chevy dealerships, and um, with the Tilton Automotive Group, and she is just the most fun. I spent almost three hours at that place just, you know, talking. And as we got talking, she said, you know what we're doing right now? We have a woman upstairs named Delia Passi who's doing a workshop for all of the 
car salespeople about how to sell and respect women, how to work with women. I mean, that's nice to hear. I mean, I don't think it's about how to respect women, but how to sell to women. And, you know, I mean, I think women often feel disrespected and discounted when you walk into a dealership. And I've been a I was a single mom for a long time. I bought a couple of cars on my own. My kids probably remember trailing around with mom. And uh, I remember being treated pretty strangely. Yeah, I do too. And so anyway, so it was really fun. Delia, we sat up in Judy's office and we talked about a lot of fun things. Um, And then I got to go drive the Volt. Neat. And? And well, okay, first of all, it's really quiet. Which hybrids are like Wayne has a hybrid, and when the when the engine gas engine goes off, the, you think the cars just quit on you, and it hasn't. But this car's always like that. How does it handle? Does it have power when you put your foot down? It the gas? is shocking. Huh? It is really you know, it the the concept is sort of like a like a large golf cart, like a powerful <laughs> golf cart, you know, because it doesn't have that engine going. It just kind of always hums along. Well, it is it is engineered to to give you that that get up and go. I mean, it's a lot of people think electric cars are going to be kind of sluggish. Well, yeah, I didn't know because I've never been in one. This know. is well, this I was really impressed because I I is I didn't know what to expect to be honest with you. But I'm going to talk about that more later in the show because I think we have. Green Diva Sandy. So let me get her on the air, and let's see what's going on in New York this week. Sandy? Yeah? Oh, yay. <laughs> I'm still thrilled when the phone actually works, because I've, <laughs> I've been known to screw it up. Well, how come I'm hearing you talking? You should hear me talking. No, 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 no. I'm hearing you on the radio and hearing you. Isn't that exciting? Because, like, we're really on the air. We're live? <laughs> we're live, we're baby. Live, baby. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Good morning. I'm sorry. That's okay. I had a little too much to drink last night. Yeah. <laughs> get your coffee. You and Scotty, got to get your I coffee going. Well, I just got back from remember. vacation, too, so we're, right. we're, we're in the same place. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you were able to call us this morning because I know oh, pleasure. that you have a lot of fun things that you are involved with and that are happening and products you get to learn about. Uh, in New York. Now, Sandy, by the way, is the president of Holtzman Communications, and um, she does a lot of things, but one of the things she does in her business is focus on clean tech and green tech, right, Sandy? Did I say it all right? Yeah, and I was also um, one of the founders of Clean Tech Corridor, which is a uh, uh, an organization for startup clean tech companies in the high-tech space in New York. Okay, there you go. So she is in the middle, and she also, her office, which I think is the best address in New York, is one uh, Union Square West, oh, correct? I right? love Union Square. I know. So she gets to go play at the Union Square Farmer's Market. It's fabulous. And I love visiting her because I, and I never remember, but I always want to wander through the market and buy things. Anyway. you got to come more often. Megan. I know. I'll be in next week. We'll talk okay. later. <laughs> so tell us what you're going to talk to us about. Okay, so I have two things of, uh, that I think are interesting this week. Um, one extends out of Manhattan a little, so um, I'm going to surprise you with that. But um, there's an entrepreneur who I came across named Liza Dunn, and she has a company that's still in process called Refill on Wheels, and it's New York City's first packaging-free mobile retail store. Whoa. And, and what that does, yeah, this, this goes directly to um, – uh, uh, you know, uh, conservation. Um, it's she's going to sell. Um, I, 
she's going to offer all the daily essentials without unnecessary packaging. So it's going to be food products, anything that you see in a, in a, in a large supermarket or a health food store like um, that is sold bulk. You bring your own empty. Um, you bring your you bring your own empties. Your empty um, olive oil yeah. can. She'll refill it. Um, so she's going to carry grains, beans, nuts, dried fruits, oil, vinegar, spices, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they're going to be natural and organic whenever possible. And home cleaning products are going to be there too, and they're going to be natural and non-toxic. And um, also, she's going to have personal care products, and she's going to try and. Um, um, she's going to encourage, obviously, people to bring their own refillable packaging, such as bottles and jars and tins. And the plan is for the truck to be parked near the New York City green markets and the, you know, the farmers markets. Wow. So it'll be really easy for people to um, just incorporate that in their on their way to the farmers market. Right. So you do your marketing. You go to the farmers market, then you go stop over. And what's the name of it again? It's called Refill on Wheels. Refill on That's Wheels. That's wonderful. It is a great yeah. idea. We've discussed that a number of times on this show. And yeah, it, we, it is, we all know, when we buy something, it is so overly packaged, it's ridiculous. Exactly. Well, they're concerned about shoplifting, but if you're selling from a truck, I don't think you have to be too concerned about no. that. Exactly, again. So it's, it's a really great idea. She's in the process of getting the truck and getting the permits, and I haven't spoken to her in about a month, so I don't know where she is in that, but she's going to launch pretty soon. And you can get her on Twitter. And it's at Refill on Wheels. Okay. Does she have a website? Uh, well, I guess we can find I her on Twitter. I think it's refillnewyorkcity.com. All right. Refillnewyorkcity.com. At least that's that's where you reach her uh, for emails and stuff. Well, we'll find her. We'll find her. Thank Excellent. you. That's Thank a great sure. one. Yeah, because we do complain about packaging. <laughs> I do. Anyway. Yeah, and sure. it's exciting, and it's like nobody wants to go out of their way. Nobody has time, and it's like, it's like, sure, you can go here to do this and here to do that, and it's, it just gets crazy. So if she's right there and you're bringing your empties, that's really cool. Yeah, that's excellent. All right. That's good. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to talk about is um, Megan and I both have, um, in different areas, theater backgrounds. And um, I'm on the board of directors of a theater in Margaretville in the Catskills called The Open Eye which was founded by Joseph Campbell and Gene Erdman years ago in Princeton. Then it moved to New York, and then because of the housing and, and space issue in New York, it moved up to the Catskills. Well, in April, they produced a show called Pep, Pep Acton, uh, and it was a story of the naturalist John Burroughs. And he died in 1921, but he was, um, he was one of the inspirations behind the current environmental movement. And in his time, he was a hero. And people like Henry Ford, Thomas Edison, Walt Whitman sought him out to get information and help from him. So they invited him or his spirit to be a guest of honor <laughs> at an upcoming benefit. Well, that's and awesome. Benef- yeah, isn't that cool? Abraham Lincoln's also going to be there. So I, I think this is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> that's great. And, um, the benefit is on August 23rd at Summerfields. And there's going to be a state assemblyman from upstate, uh, Clifford Crouch, who's going to be there. And um, and it's um, to find out more details. And I've been part of this theater for, I don't know, 20 years. I don't um, remember you talking about this particular theater. And it's, it sounds yeah, wonderful. It is. And what they do is they do... Um, Theater, original theater, and um, and other things they teach, and it's for children of all ages. So it's it's specifically okay. geared for people of all ages to participate in. And every time I've gone, um, it's it's really wonderful because you think, oh, it's going to be for kids, but there's always something in it for everybody. 
and um, and it's really high quality stuff, and I'm really uh, honored and proud to be part of it. Okay. Anyhow, if people want to know more, they can go to OpenEye at Catskill.net or TheOpenEye.org, or www. Okay. Got and I can it. give you a phone number, too, if you want. Well, you know what we'll do? Um, we will put all this on what we've been doing every week is the links and resources uh, post. And all and Jesse is diligently writing this all down and getting it all in <laughs> so people will be able to find it. Um, Wonderful. Good. Well, that's perfect. Um, Sandy, we've, we've, we've burned up our Green Diva correspondent time, but that was really, like, loaded with good stuff. And I'm really excited about this. Well, all of it, really. I, w- I want to go to the open eye. And I want to go to the farmer's market where the refill on wheels is. Great. Bring your containers. Yeah. That's great. Right? And your reusable bags. And my reusable bags and my glass containers because I like glass. I prefer glass. I prefer glass, too. Well, Sandy, you'll be calling us in in another few weeks. I'm I'm sure you're on the schedule. And I'm so glad when we can get you because she's a busy gal traveling and working and having fun. (laughs) Thank you, Sandy. You're welcome, Megan. Talk to you soon. Take care, Green Diva. Bye. 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 Oh, that was that was good. Yeah, she's really knowledgeable. Well, she is. Okay, so I think we're going to go on a break, but please stay tuned. We've got lots of more fun coming. I want Green Diva nails without all the nasty toxic chemicals. I've got the solution. I just tried this G2 Organics non-toxic odor-free nail polish and remover. Did I mention odor-free? Look at my gorgeous toes. And you should see the colors. The colors are great. And the best part, each one comes with its cool little touch-up tube. And I guess since it doesn't smell, you can whip it out anywhere. The touch-up tube, I mean. Find out more at G2Organics.com. Welcome to Green Light with the original Green Diva, Megan McWilliams. Useful ideas for low-stress green living straight from the fun Green Diva's radio show. Do you want a low-stress Green Diva kitchen? Find out how coming right up. Are you a foodie or eco-fashionista or just curious about matters relating to sustainable food and eco-style? Important Media has some of the best blogs on the Internet for practical and easy-to-use information from some of the most experienced green bloggers on the Internet. Join the Green Divas on two of our favorites, EatDrinkBetter.com and FeelGoodStyle.com, and learn and share more about easy green living. Find out about all the Important Media blogs at ImportantMedia.com. A Green Diva's Kitchen is yummy, healthy, earth-friendly, and low-stress. Here are just a few ways to make your kitchen a Green Diva Kitchen. Use cloth napkins. They don't take any more energy to clean. Use eco-friendly sponges and reusable cloths for cleanup. Always use food-safe, non-toxic, and biodegradable cleaning products. Minimize garbage output by composting. Even if you don't have a garden, I bet you have a neighbor or community garden that can use it. Also, reduce garbage by recycling all that crazy food packaging. When food shopping, remember your reusable bags and try to buy products with minimal or recyclable packaging. To find out more about the Green Divas radio show and podcast, visit thegreendivas.com. Now more from the Green Divas and the token testosterone green dude, Scott. I just love that happy little music, don't you? Welcome back to the Green Divas Radio Hour. I'm sort of chair dancing here. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty silly, I know. Thank God we're on radio. Oh, no, Um, we're webcasting, too. Now, I just want to... Yeah, right? That little little thing in the corner is not a clock. It's a camera. 
Anyway, uh, I just want to mention our Facebook page, which is uh, you could just find just search Green Divas Radio Show, and uh, we need more friends. I tell you, when I look at that, there's a lot more green popping up on everywhere. Well, I mean, there's a lot of green sites. Jesse, what? So. Mench- tell me what what just popped up on our our um, our Facebook page. I think a wind energy company just in the last twenty minutes found right. us. Oh yeah. And uh, I love mentioning, you know, our people, our fans that find us and tell us about new things and new companies and new ideas. We're on fire. And they they encourage us. Sometimes they heckle us, and that's okay. That's okay, too. Well, it's a conversation, and it's it's taking place. It's good. You can always find me on Twitter at Green Diva Meg, at Green Diva Meg. And you're supposed to be at Green Dude Scott, but I think you are, right? Okay, people. Get busy, Scotty. All right. I'll Twitter back. And please, our blog, which is a little neglected in the last couple of weeks, but... Um, you see, it's been crazy a couple of weeks for everybody. Yeah. Our, yeah Summer you're like, is in full swing. See? But our blog, outside. thegreendivas.com, that's T-H-E, greendivas.com, uh, does have a lot of fun stuff, including the GMO article that Nancy wrote, which is really a powerhouse article and you know thank you it's been buried by a couple of things but one of the things we've been doing every show which i think is helping are these links and resources which is just uh you know because we talk about so much and we can't keep harping on you know the website is the website is the website is i mean you know people are in their cars or whatever so what they can do is go to our very good information and this is stuff that affects your life whether you feel it today or not it's going to affect your life so get involved Join yeah. the conversation. So, you know, so anyway, our, our blog does have all the links and resources on it. So now let's go to our, da, da, da. So, you know, i got to get yeah, some musical segments. Cars. I want to get some musical segues to introduce fun, Sound fun segments. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Sound brum, brum. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is about when you're starting to talk about eco green cars, you know, broom, broom. Vroom, vroom, yeah. It doesn't really work because, well, you know, you're driving a hybrid. It doesn't really make much sound. Yeah, they're, you know, they're still talking about adding sound, sound. To, yeah. to electric cars because they're Keep. concerned about, you know, pedestrians who, you know, just aren't paying attention. I mean, we all kind of look and listen, but. Oh, yeah. Seeing Eye had to retrain their dogs for electric cars. Oh, well, did they? sure. Yes, yes they did. They the Seeing Eye. program I... where they're retraining them to recognize no electric kidding. cars. Well, I know that Wayne's car, when it, when it's on the, you know, the, the, hybrid. the electric engine, it kind of hums like it sounds like Jetsons. It goes, you know, and <laughs> and when you go to break, it does this. And I'm thinking, oh my god, this is really getting. Well, see, space that's age. that's. I mean, I'm sure they allow that. I mean, I'm sure it's also part of it. But I mean, the, even electric motors make noise. So, yeah. But I mean, that's one of the things that still remains a hot topic in the electric car field. And that's just behavioral more than anything. You know, we're just so used to it. But driving the Volt, I did notice that it was strange that it was, it was, it was like a really powerful, (laughs) cool golf cart. Strangely quiet. Well, that's one of the things that, one of the things I was looking at this week was uh, Mitsubishi is coming out with an electric car now. Of course, everybody's, you know, on the, you know, it's a race to, to get the most, you know, purchased electric car. And Mitsubishi is coming out with the Mitsubishi i as in the letter. Uh, oh, okay. Eyeball. Um, yeah. And they're they're claiming EPA has rate, rated them at 112 miles a gallon. That's a lot. It's an MPGE, of course, for, for an electric car, and it's beating. You know, that's that's well ahead of the Nissan Leaf and the Volt. But it's it's a little bit smaller. It has a smaller battery. So well, that's a big deal. The batteries well, are a big issue for me. You know, um, the problem and with a lot the battery, of people. 
smaller battery is your range. You have range issues. Well, that's what I, I was doing. My next question was, well, what's the range on this? Well, they're saying a total of 62 at a full charge. Oh. Now, the Leaf goes a little further. So does the Volt. The Volt well, the goes. Volt like has the, the Volt has the generator on board. Uh, yeah. So you do have a, a you know gas-powered engine on board that is a generator. Yes, that's it what they say. Yeah. It does not move the car. It's a generator that, that gives you it, – it charges the battery as you drive. Yeah, I drove with um, – a guy named David Rose, who was their salesperson there at Gearheart, and he said, "It's it's think of it like a house. You know, you have a generator, which is rarely on, but you know, you only use it when you really your electricity goes out. Right. And so, um, it's it's just there in the background. It's not on. Well, that's range anxiety is a big issue for people that are considering electric cars, and and I understand. I mean, you, you know, we can get into our gas powered cars now, fill the tank, and go three hundred plus miles. Yeah, without, with $100 without worth of worry. gas. The other issue is, <laughs> yes. well, well, that's true. That. Um, the, you know, there, the other issue is is you have to plug it in somewhere. With the LEAF, they, they want you to, to purchase a, a charging station, and you have to charge it for a good eight hours to get the full range. Okay, let me talk so about that. At night, you, you plug it in, I guess. Right. Yeah, with the, with the Volt, it comes with, um, he was describing as we were driving, that it's just a regular plug. Will give you ten hour, you know, it's a ten hour charge, right. um, or I mean, it takes ten hours to charge. He said, but you can have a two forty volt special plug installed that will give you a charge in four hours, a full charge. So you call right, an so electrician in, or do yeah, they do he it? said you would call an electrician. It's okay. not a big deal. I thought, oh, it oh, just it really anytime you got to call an electrician. Your, your electric like dryer, your electric dryer it would be That's a circuit true. like having an electric dryer, yeah, your, you're right. uh, an additional electric dryer in your household. Well, it would be yeah. good to have a dedicated circuit for it. Well, know. absolutely, in your garage or, or somewhere where you park. Now, of course, they have— Nancy sounds like she actually knows about this stuff. <laughs> I'm so impressed. Well, she, I'll tell you what. Everybody has, has considered it. It's, it's something yeah. that people are looking around for. Now, cost. Cost is remaining an issue. Oh, wait, uh, wait. I wanted to say, though, that yeah. like when he was describing this to me as we were driving, I couldn't see what the cord looked like. And, I, and all I was imagining was like, oh, i got to get an extension cord. Extension. Where am I going to put this thing? You know, I'm already figuring it out like I'm buying this car. And when, when, he, when we stopped and opened the back and I looked, it is like a long orange extension cord. Right. So you can. And it has a nice wrap thingy. Right. So you do have a lot. They give it to you that way. Make yeah. sure you roll it up and stow it before you drive off. But, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you're not like, oh, okay. Now I'm in. And there's some hotels now that are offering stations. The Hamilton Park Hotel in Florham Park has a plug-in station for people. Yeah, more and yeah. more more places well, some are. Some businesses, parking garages. Matter of fact, one of the things that Rabina found today was in Tennessee. Um, anybody who's been to Memphis knows the Peabody Hotel. Yeah. And they are in, and they're installing uh, 70 public charging stations. Nice. I mean, this is the, well. This is Shelby County, across Shelby County. I mean, I think a lot of people. I mean, you can't beat the amount of energy we get from a gallon of gasoline. The problem is, is the cost and and the fact that there's going to be less of it available. You know, that's going to continue to be a problem. Well, so we have amazing. to learn to find another way. It's amazing to me, though, that an electric car does not take a ton of energy. It's not like, um, I mean, I mean, apparently, it really doesn't take much energy. It's like leaving a light on. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I was like, well, that's, that's pretty cool. And we can we now have a, a lot of ways to offset our, our energy uh, electric costs and, into, and make sure that they're um, more uh, renewable sources and whatnot. Well, you know, as, as that becomes more available, this electricity is going to be more attractive to use. Well, you're talking electric about cars. the alternative where you can buy your energy. You can buy your energy yeah. from more 
you know, greener facilities. Well, yeah, that's a right? whole other show, but I we know. do need to I talk know. about wind and solar energy. I point. know. Yeah, we do. But I, what did they, did they, did you get an idea what it was going to cost for the Volt? Oh, yeah. No, the Volt has a price tag. Yes, it does. 43000 40, 43000 by the way, this, this, this Gearhart Chevrolet was the one that delivered the first Volt in the whole country. Really? Really. And they can't keep them in stock. You have to order them right. because they, you know, they're just they're very popular. Um, but you know, they have other cars that that also they have other eco technology that isn't electric or hybrid oh, technology absolutely. that actually is like the Cruise. I think has an eco, and I'm I'm not I'm not remembering the right term, um, but it gets very high mileage for you know there a regular are, and, gas and car. I'll continue to do more shows on on some of the cars that just you know you can go out and grab, and they're still using gasoline, but they are so much more efficient. But then this week. BMW found me on Twitter and followed me about uh, their e-car. They have an electric car. Uh, what do we get? Test driving out? I know. I'm like, okay. I, don't know. Um, I love my Volt, but I definitely want to try the little BMW just for fun. Oh, there's one more thing about the Volt. A lot of the electric cars, I mean, even the Leaf is pretty small. But the, the Volt, Volt is pretty good size. The Volt a, really is like a kind of normal sedan. It looks good. And it's kind of sexy. I've heard it. It's yeah. very attractive. It's yeah. kind of sexy. It's almost, it almost approaches the size of a mid-range, you know, mid-sized car. And it's actually a little space age inside. i got to tell you, it has a touch screen, yeah. but all the whole panel is touch. And I kept touching things. <laughs> like, what's that? Click. And, you know, it, instead of a push button, it's Parachute a touch. Deployed. Yeah, I was going to say, as long as they don't have an injection seat, you're I know. okay. <laughs> I know. I know. Don't touch that. Oh. <laughs> Do you have any idea how long the batteries on these cars last? Like, they have batteries in them. So is there a replacement time? Well, actually, they're looking at the life of a car. It's going going to be about the same as the life of an average used car. They're predicting 10 years for the Volt battery. I think uh, they they warranty them for a fairly long time. But but they're saying that it really probably is more like 20 years. Oh, my God. That's what they're saying. I don't know. Of course, it would be an issue in in replacing them and, and renewing them. But they already they're well ahead of that. They already have plans to renew and and replace batteries. Well, so they have, have to be because that's yeah. a lot of battery. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, that was a really fun, and I'm sure you have a ton more to talk oh, about. I'm more. sorry, I kind of you know usurped with my vault fun. Yeah. But it's okay. I love the vault. Yeah. It was. We've been talking about it for years now, right? I mean, oh, almost yeah. like two well, years. A couple since... years before it came out, and it was the big news. Well, I want to give some time to uh, Nancy for the GMO follow-up because it's a, such a big issue, right? And So anyway, Nancy, um, one of the things I wanted to say was after the show that we did and then your article, um, a listener and hopefully a fan, Joanne Thompson, from Seattle, Washington, wrote in with oh, some really interesting, a, like a lot of information on um, following up, and and I think you you looked at the email I oh, sent it to okay, you. Okay, that's what, who the email is from. It's great. Yeah. It's a great email. And yeah. I just wanted to you know ask you about some of the things that she mentioned um, that I'm not sure were in your article. I mean, there's just so much out there. There is. There's. I found it hard to even contain my long article to to how you know to that length. There's just so much to know. And the thing that is a little bit discouraging is I don't think the general public really knows a lot about genetically engineered foods, that they exist and and what they can do to your health. Right. Well, I think that's one of the reasons you did the article, and you did it so well because it really helped give a 101. So anyway, one of the things she brings up is, you know, she's out in Seattle, and there's some anti-GMO groups 
out there, the right to know. Uh, Millions Against Monsanto, which is apparently an offshoot of Organic Consumers Association Group. And they have a campaign right now, the Organic Consumers Association, to, to try to get GMOs labeled um, in this country. Because as you know, they are labeled in Europe, yeah. but they're not labeled in the U.S. And Could, that's a, a, a campaign that they have going on right now. Could we just go really quickly, because I, I know that our listeners are very well educated and they understand what's going on. Could we just really quickly go over GMOs and what they are and yes. what they're doing? Yes, yeah. sure. I um, defer to Nancy for that. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess you have to go back to how people have modified our food over time. Uh, you know, f- for centuries, even for thousands of years, uh, farmers have uh, tried to make hybrids of better corn, right. uh, better produce of many types, and they, you know, bred better livestock uh, from the standpoint of getting a little bit more food out of it. And when they've done that, they've they've cross-pollinated corn with corn, or they bred pigs with each other. But what they uh, were not able to do because the technology wasn't there was uh, cross the DNA of, say, a pig with a potato. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're seeing with scary. this science um, uh, new proteins being produced because they're crossing things that nature naturally had barriers so the DNA couldn't cross between breeds. Probably um, for a reason. For a reason. Um, well, just to keep yeah. things orderly. <laughs> and, See, that's uh, something that I had brought up, and I had mentioned when GMO came up, that, I mean, we've modified our plants to, you know, produce more and better, you know, well, the reason behind Crops. it is really it's it's about you know centuries right. feeding everybody. Right now we're crossing the line. Well, the problem is that we don't know what we're doing. Um, one of the things that's come out with the, there's something called the, the human genome, which in the beginning of uh, the, the 21st century uh, we discovered the human genome. We've, we we yep. completed it, and what they found after several years of research using that information was they used to think that every gene was a characteristic or a trait, but now they're finding that's not true. Um, it's actually how genes act as a group that causes something to happen. Okay. Now, if you introduce all these unknown proteins, you don't know what the reaction is going to be when they start working together with. Um, other introducing new yeah proteins you just them. don't know uh, for instance they decided to grow uh one of the names for gmos is bt they decided to grow bt cotton in india um and they you know they didn't give it much thought it's just cotton and uh a uh herd of sheep uh wandered into the the cotton and, and grazed on it and they all died Oh. Uh, and when they did the uh, autopsy on the sheep, they found that they all died of severe toxicity. Well, normally, if sheep were grazing on cotton, that wouldn't happen. They just uh, get really fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> they, well, I mean, they would just be eating, and that would be it. it would, um, we're, we're, yeah, really. I've just had this so thing the, in mind, like these cotton wool, you know, cotton wool blend, right? <laughs> but what they didn't understand was that when you introduced new protein, new. new DNA, right. you started forming unique proteins that haven't been there before, and they can cause toxins. Well, the fact of the matter is we don't know what's going to be caused because they're all new. Um, and there have never been any human tests done, no, no human te- clinical tests done on uh, genetically modified food. So we really don't know what effect they're going to have on human beings. But we do know from animal testing that they have a very bad effect. <laughs> so, well, we, well, we have GMOs in our in our food system now. So 70% of our foods have so GMOs So we are being tested them. upon. Uh, we're, we're guinea pigs. We're guinea and pigs. Uh, it's kind of interesting. There's a, a very well-known biochemist in India, and um, he reviewed 600 studies 
from scientific journals. Uh, his name is Pushpa Bhargava. And he concluded after uh, reading all those studies that GMOs are a major contributor to the sharply deteriorating health in America. Uh, and that's something we should all kind of be concerned about for ourselves, for our children, for our grandchildren. Um, if our cancer rates are soaring, if more people are getting other degenerative diseases, um, you know, digestive, it, it has an effect on your digestive system. It has an effect on everything. Well, we don't even know what the, what the, well, that's the, the thing. effects and the long-range effects yeah, are. Yeah, we, we've seen what the short-term um, effect is on, <clears throat> on animals, and that hasn't been good. Right. Well, here, here's a question. I mean, how long has the average American been consuming GMO modified foods? That's a good question. I I think years? I don't know. I don't think it's thirty years, but it's well. Let's see. Twenty. Well, yeah, it might be close to thirty years. Um, it ha It wasn't mainstream at that time. No, I mean, I we all remember. Yeah. You know the uh, way our parents. You know, went grocery shopping. There was a lot of fresh foods in, in, yeah. in the house. Oh, well, they look fresh. And then come the seventies, <laughs> well, come true. Come the seventies, we started packaging everything, and it was all instant, and quick, and easy. Well, I, th I think the nineteen nineties might have been when this really yeah. got rolling. Nineties was the worst. I remember in the eighties there was a lot of talk about irradiation, and right. and GMOs just started to creep into the conversation. Um, but anyway, listen, let's go to a break. We will come back. There is lots to talk about, so please stay tuned. Are you a foodie or eco-fashionista or just curious about matters relating to sustainable food and eco-style? Important Media has some of the best blogs on the Internet for practical and easy-to-use information from some of the most experienced green bloggers on the Internet. Join the Green Divas on two of our favorites, EatDrinkBetter.com and FeelGoodStyle.com and learn and share more about easy green living. Find out about all the Important Media blogs at ImportantMedia.com. Org. Now more from the Green Divas and the token testosterone green dude, Scott. All right. We are back. And, oh, boy, that GMO. Seriously, we're going to have to just do a show where we don't have any reports or fun things going on. It just... Not, well, that, not that this isn't fun, but you know what I mean. It's, it's such like a, a lot of things that we have. These are ongoing conversations, and we can revisit this as often so as we need. So I, I, yeah, it's, it's a big subject. Because we, I wasn't able to really wrap, wrap it into a little package for everybody, I'm going to just, again, recommend that they go to our website, thegreendivas.com, and find Nancy's article, um, which was so clever. I, I love uh, – what was the title again, Nancy? What, help, there's a – waiter, help, there's a oh, – There's a fish in my fish tomato. Fish in my tomato, yeah. <laughs> So you might have to scroll down a little bit, um, but but please go find that. I want to go now to David Anderson, who's calling us from California. David, are you are on the air? Hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? California well, people are always so happy. I know. Well, you know what? I I I used to say that, and then when I was out there one day walking along along the ridge, you know, up in Northern California by the water, I thought, well, why? Of course they're happy. Yeah. Because well. this is. Beautiful out here. Beautiful state. Anyway, thanks for calling in so early. Of course. Yeah, I bet da David I, has coffee. I, I'm. I just got some coffee. I'm. I'm definitely not normally a morning person. Well, we're pretty lucky then. I appreciate it because I know you're a busy <laughs> guy. My God, when you look at and David, by the way, I will say again, is the founder and publisher of Important Media, which is a, a really wonderful group of blogs. Um, and, and I think there's more to it than that, but um, he is really the blog, the green blog guy. 
and and beyond green, I mean, I would call it also social consciousness and you know natural living. And I don't know, David, tell me what I'm getting wrong. Well, we definitely started as as the first green blog network. Thank you. That's the uh, word. Yeah, that that was the the original name for the network was Green Options Media, and and over time that's kind of evolved quite a bit, uh, getting beyond just the green meme and kind of expanding to more kind of social responsibility in general. Yeah, I just want to say that he did start Green Options, which was the first, and I was I was one of your early writers too, right? I think so. I yeah, think I remember so. that. That was back in 2007. It's been a long time. I've, I'm so very proud to say that. But um, you really have been busy, and, and I just want you to talk for a minute about, um, you know, the example that you're creating and that the, the model that you're creating with important media. Yeah, well, the... There's been a huge explosion of ways to put content out there on the Internet for pretty much anyone who wants to. Um, anyone can kind of go start a blog on, on a bunch of different services nowadays. Um, so we're kind of past the stage of being able to get your, your ideas out there. Um, now we're to the stage of doing that effectively um, and trying to figure out how to, how to make sure people have a good experience doing that. Um, so... That's kind of where important media focuses is on, on making sure that people not only have an outlet to put information out there to the world, but also can kind of do it effectively and can be paid from day one uh, for, for doing that and, and kind of not have to focus on how that monetization happens and having to deal with that themselves and really just being able to focus on getting your ideas out to the world as a, as a blogger who writes about something that's, that's really important. Well, well, that's what I found. I mean, I was so thrilled when I found Green Options and now Important Media because David has created, and, and I'm sure there's a team of people, but, but I think of David as the one that really created the platform that allowed someone like me, who's kind of, you know, uh, a, a writer, blogger, but I don't have the technical know-how to, to really effectively get the word out. So it was a perfect way, and, and, and I became a professional Blogger, I got paid because You're of David. Pro blogger. I'm a pro blogger. Um, yeah, it, it's. I'm really quite proud of uh, some of the people who have come into our system, kind of green as a blogger, and I mean that in a new sense, um, and have <laughs> come out on the other side, blogging for the New York Times or writing for Fast Company, or really leveraging that initial experience into something uh, more professional and kind of you know greater steps in their careers, and that, that's kind of where we wanted to insert ourselves and, and be able to take people who are just coming out of college or who are, you know, kind of not in, in that position yet to be able to get hired in those kind of positions and, and show themselves out in the real world and then be able to leverage that into something better. Well, yeah, I'm, all of your blogs do have that sense of strong credibility and reputable um Backing. I mean, they, they do have a, a sense of like, oh, these people actually know what they're talking about. And you've done a good job of bringing on writers that aren't just kind of, you know, there's a lot of folks out there who are enthusiastic, but right. really there are a lot of voices. Scary. It's like a room where everyone's talking at once and uh, having somebody you know mediate that and, and bring it forward so that the right people can hear the right, you know, the right information. You know, that important. was really well put, Scotty. No, that's, that's exactly Thank you very right. Much. I mean. I agree. That's exactly right. There are thousands of just random blogs out there on sites like WordPress.com and Blogger, and that's not a bad thing. You kind of need that chorus in order to be able to filter it back down to the stuff that really does matter. 
And so I just kind of see it as a, as a next step in the evolution. The WordPress folks um, on WordPress.com do a really great job of allowing you to filter that kind of information, but it's still extremely noisy. So we take the, the kind of brand concept and create specific brands around very specific niches that people might uh, that people do care about, like you know, organic food and drink, um, for example. You're, you're pretty familiar with our our, our food site, Meg. Yeah. Um, and and so it's a, it's kind of a next step that allows people to uh, to see a, a a broad niche in terms of a brand rather than just being thrown into a sea of thousands of blogs that that are all kind of their their own tiny little brands. Being able to build up a team of writers into a brand is a significant step in that process. Well, and I think, you know, when we're talking about the world of sustainability and bringing technology to the, the issues in a way that, that um, helps us all be more connected and educated and, uh, you know, um, y- you, you've mentioned, I mean, your sites, and I, I just want to say eatdrinkbetter.com is the food site he, he referenced, and I've been writing for Eat Drink Better and Feel Good Style, which is another fun one that... Um, you know Becky, Becky manages for you, and um, and they do that. They do help connect people in a meaningful, entertaining, but but a way that you know you you feel okay. Here's some credible information that's kind of focused and fun, legitimate, and legitimate. Good, yeah, good. That's, that's definitely a huge focus for us, and and the fact that we we run on this technological platform. And, and we kind of take care of that for the for the bloggers on our editorial team. It, I think is a, a a big signal in, in the tech world that there's tons of people out there doing really great stuff, kind of at the on the ground level, um, just just literally uh, small grassroots groups of people who are doing really great stuff uh, around um, uh, you know kind of self sufficiency and reducing their dependence on large centralized systems and starting to look inwardly at their community a little bit more. But technology allows us to surface that for the whole world and essentially make news out of that, which is not something that there was really any effective channel to do before. Right. And so so that's kind of the role that I think important media plays. But you also see these other really, really uh, large technological plays that kind of help enable this same kind of concept. Um, like like the fact that there are thousands and thousands of spare rooms all across the U.S. and around the world going uh, uh, being unused every night, and suddenly there's a, a a startup kind of out of nowhere called Airbnb that can help fill those rooms rather than having to go to a hotel. Right, they can do so in a, in a really trustworthy way, and and can kind of fill all the same needs as as a hotel booking site. But it's you're actually working within a local economy rather than going through a, a, a giant corporation. And so Airbnb, that, that company I just mentioned, yeah. is one great example of, a, uh, of this kind of shift towards a more collaborative style of consumption across, across all these matters. And so Important Media is a very kind of um, basic uh, step down that road. And I think you're starting to see more and more uh, technology being used towards uh, helping people figure out how to how to live a more sustainable life, a more efficient life, and, and I guess overall a greener life. Well, and I'm, I'm honored that uh, Green Divas is, you know, really been partnered with Important Media, and, it, and it's, it's meant a lot 
to us. To, to, and you've really helped us, you know, kind of grow and get out there in a meaningful way. And I'm learning all the time. So more will be revealed soon. Um, and important media, I just want to say, you know, you might not know important media as well as you know these these websites that, you know, you work. I like that that you focus on branding each website on its own and giving it its own kind of path to flourish. Um, but important media is important. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we do we do kind of want to get get the centralized brand out of the way so that people can focus on connecting with a an individual niche they might be most excited about, like uh, gas2.0.org or gas2.org is our uh, is our uh, electric vehicle site, and so we want a, a gearhead to be able to go there and really just have a great experience there, and then maybe see an article from Clean Technica that that also piques their interest later. But really, really focus on making that initial experience the, the, the right kind of connective experience. And then from there, it's much easier to understand that the, the, the word important media, the, the, the brand important media, isn't just this kind of almost, almost asinine, arrogant uh, description of, uh, of important, but it's actually just covering a very specific set of topics that, that happen to be important for, uh, for all of humanity's uh, survival and, and happiness. Well, I think it's very, very well done and and extremely clever, and I'm, I admire what you're doing, uh, and well, I'm grateful so for it. Uh, and and I did mention I don't know if you heard before I did mention that you play ultimate frisbee. <laughs> I do. I think that's important. The, 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 <laughs> sure. only, the only way I get exercise. Oh, and you do get <laughs> exercise. My God, yeah, I mean, everybody needs oh. that. I I am way too out of shape to play unless they shorten the field a little bit because it just <laughs> used to be this oh my god I'm running I can't stop. Um, but oh, oh I'm I'm exactly like that I I really can't just run for nothing I have to either be chasing something or being chased and so that's, <laughs> that's why I play ultimate. Oh well it's so exciting and um, I'm glad you you were able to call in this morning and we will stay in touch and and talk to you again soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much for the opportunity. All right. Thanks, David. Have a great show. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You oh, know, I that's, cut him off that's really good. That's one of the things. And we've all done searches. And have you ever been frustrated trying to search a topic? Yeah. Oh, it's and, overwhelming. Oh, that's ridiculous. So obviously the, the way that he has us divided is well, it's very And it's very part different. of what our whole message is about here, which we talk about a lot, that we find that because we do cover broad range of green or sustainable living, which, you know, in my mind encompasses everything, um, we try to filter through in our little one hour and on the blog and elsewhere. But we try to filter through and pull out and highlight information like the GMO story, which, you know, um, so hopefully we, we have a good eye to be able to, to catch and filter right, through. Absolutely, because there is a lot of information out there and a lot of misinformation. Well, I think we represent as a, as a group, little group here in the room, row in the corner, you count. Um, but I think we represent the average person who wants, who cares. It's curious. But, yeah, what's, what's but doesn't, on? you know, first of all, I don't want to be overwhelmed with negativity, all the terrifying news out there. Well, there's a lot. There's so much. There's so many great things going on. So I like to find the you know be you know hit me with solutions. Well, the dog poop. Oh yeah, the dog poop. Yeah, dog tell poop. me about well, that. The dog poop. There's a there's a group out in uh, Arizona. Another thing, Roe found. Poop. Yes, uh, um, it's Gilbert, Gilbert, Arizona. The town is weighing approval of a project that would turn dog waste. We know what that is, collected from Cosmo Dog Park and Energy, uh, to power a street lamp. Really? I mean, a wow. lamp, but it's a, it's a start. It's, it's a little bit of poop. <laughs> a little bit of poop for a little bit of light. 
Um, so, so you it's, got it's, your uh, poops, poop streetlights. It's uh, the State Polytechnic campus in uh, Mesa is, is trying to design a dog waste digester and convert <laughs> convert waste to methane gas that would generate energy. I mean, and there's a lot Why of poop not? out there. Why not? Why not? Exactly. Make it useful. Yeah. Well, I have some friends here. Buy me your shoe. I have some friends <laughs> here right in our local area With that have poop? a company called Duty Calls. Duty. D-O-O-D-Y. Duty Calls. And they go around and they have an environmentally sound, you know, it's an eco thing. And I don't know all the details, but they collect dog poo from people's yards. They used to do us when we had the... The three giant dogs, two right. Newfies and a Golden. That's a lot of poo. So I'm, I'm assuming they're composting giant poo. it. <laughs> giant Well, you know, I mean, a 150-pound dog is not a little, you know, it's um, <laughs> bomb. So anyway. Um, well, we all want to get rid of but, dog. But they would, you know, charge, I don't know what they charge now, but it was like eight, ten bucks, I don't know, um, to, a, a week to come and pick up the poo. In your yard? My yard. Wow. And and they also do it commercially for geese poo, goose poo and whatnot. Well, and what did they, they do with it? Well, they have some kind of an uh, an eco way of. Um, well, they compost it. I'm yeah. sure they do. That would and, make sense. And you know what? I don't know all the details, but I know that um, that it is an eco friendly business. But the guy, these, it's a couple that owns this company, the franchise here in New Jersey, and um, they do. You know, this is their career. Yeah, picking up, pick dog up poo. Yeah. It's not very glamorous, but you know what? Um, everybody needs it. Well, everybody with an animal. <laughs> yeah. Everyone. So there is something to be said, and I want to talk to our duty calls folks about this possibility of yes, lighting some street lamps. Lighting light. <laughs> anyway, Nancy, we totally got sidetracked from your GMO. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's okay. But um, I, 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 it was fun to have you here. It was nice being here. I enjoyed it. Yeah, we'll have to you know get you on again because. Um, it's fun. It's fun. Nancy and I used to work together on the first generation of Relevant Times. Um, anyway, just wrapping up a bit, our upcoming schedule next week, we have Kimberly Pinkson, who's the co-founder of EcoMom. And I believe my guest GD co-host, and that's Green Diva co-host, <laughs> it will be Julie Bond Genovese. Oh, great. I haven't and seen her. I haven't seen I her know, in years. I know. She's my dear, dear friend and author, and she's yeah. just really great busy book. now talking, doing inspiration, inspirational, motivational talks all great over the artist. country. She just was yeah. out in California. Anyway, and then the following week, John Volker, our green car guy, so we'll yeah. pick up the, that story, too. More car stuff. Please find us on Facebook, Green Divas Radio Show. We need love. And um, go to our blog, thegreendivas.com, for more fun information and about the details from this show. And I guess with that, you know, have a great green week. Bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Green Divas Radio Show. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter. And don't forget to visit the blog at thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. And remember to share the good green news with friends and family.